Hello, and welcome to Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. I'm Donnie Hatfield-Smith. I'm Anthony Casella. And I'm Quentin Lamar. And before we get into the craziness that was everything this week, but mostly the Potomac reunion, let's just get to life. What did you boys do this week? Any Christmas event? I'm working on a different podcast. I'm, I'm cheating on y'all a little bit. <laughs> It's a totally different kind of podcast. It's political and it's done with another comedian and myself. So I've basically been like working on that, getting guests lined up for that and just, you know, working that out. But other than that, just following the news, following the electoral college and all that stuff and happy that that's kind of behind us for the most part. So my week has been pretty, I guess, chill. But nothing Christmassy to answer my question. I mean, Christmas is happening. It's <laughs> it's coming. You know, I bought some gifts, I guess, wrap some shit. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's it. So my tree was up and has been up the last few weeks with just lights on it. Um, the <laughs> decorations that we got to uh, put on the tree had finally arrived over the weekend. And my inspiration was... Um, the new Real Housewife of Beverly Hill Crystal's tree. I saw it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She had acorns in it and um, brays, I guess is the word. And I wanted those as well. So those finally came and I decorated as well as ordered pillows with my dog's face on it. So that <laughs> I did see that happening. on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, that's what's been happening here. And on a non-Christmas related note, I took in what one could only describe as a Meryl Streep double feature over the weekend. <laughs> First, I started with HBO Max, uh, Let Them All Talk, and then I hurried over to attend The Prom on Netflix, <laughs> which both both of which I quite enjoyed in very different ways. I didn't see the HBO Max one yet, but I watched The Prom twice, so that has to count for something. <laughs> I had a double feature of my own. I've seen neither. Is there such thing as a no feature, a non feature? <laughs> it sounds um, like there is, and you did it. <laughs> yeah, I think I did it. I'm, I'm not opposed to watching either one of those. I just haven't really gotten around to doing it yet. I'll make sure it happens. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Besides the prom, I watched um, Candace's Christmas movie on BET, The Christmas Lottery. And I'll say it, I prefer her as an actress over being a housewife. Interesting. She's a good actress? She was good enough. Like, the, she's on par with <laughs> made-for-TV Christmas movies. So she wasn't the lowest common denominator in the movie. That's high praise for those for a Christmas movie too. Yeah. And I will say yeah. it was her and then she had two sisters in the movie and there were two musical numbers and she didn't sing lead on either. And I, it had me wondering why. So hmm. I guess I was rooting for her in the film. Let's not get crazy. But <laughs> yeah. So the movie itself was fine. And well, that's what I Candace, did. I guess. Yeah. With the father <laughs> from Family Matters. So only the oh, original Vel Johnson. Yeah, it was him as her father. So she's like sisters with Laura. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> they left Winslow. her out, but she's Judy. She's Judy. <laughs> yeah. I would totally be fine if she like went up the stairs and never came back down. <laughs> so. While we're on the topic of the '90s, Anthony, you got a message from a listener this week questioning <laughs> Quinn's knowledge of '90s jingles. I did. Um, I believe my friend Jonathan thought that Quinn was, I think his words were either wrong or Jonathan had never heard it before. And the correct answer is uh, Quinn was not wrong. Yeah, uh, and Jonathan had am. never heard 
And Jonathan had never heard it before because apparently for um, Hungry Hungry Hippos, and I did not know this, there there are there's at least one jingle released each decade. So Quinn was, I believe, singing and referencing the one I know from the like 90s. 1994. But Jonathan, who I'm, I'm saying his name on the podcast, I hope it's okay, <laughs> Jonathan, uh, sent me a video singing a different tune, uh, which I then did my due diligence and found the accompanying song on a YouTube commercial clip from the 80s. So everyone, everyone was everyone was right. Lots of hippos. <laughs> and they're all hungry. Yeah, but it doesn't like- matter what song you're singing. <laughs> we're starved. But I did like that. Um, I liked that directness of, you know, getting in the conversations. So. <laughs> like I said, like, I felt like, you know, wrong was a very strong word <laughs> to use. But I also didn't know that they released that. Like, I, like we really researched this. Like I, like I said, I feel like we like national treasure at Hungry Hungry Hippos. We <laughs> found out more than we cared to, more than we knew was there. Yeah. And now I'm wondering, like, who am I looking stupid to that is 10 years behind me? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know. Well, how is one to know that there are multiple (laughs) jingles released based on the decade for a product? Well, it's the old product still, but that like that blew my mind. It was like that that part of National Treasure when they're like, how many Statues of Liberty are there? And like the woman was like, one. And like, wrong, there's four. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, like, that's how I felt about this. It was a complete, just blew my mind. I didn't even know the product was marketed that long, much less two separate jingles. It's from like the 60s. Oh, I certainly didn't know that. Are those hippos Hasbro? Who owns them now? <laughs> I oh, no I don't know. I, I think if know. it was after Hasbro, there'd years, be a movie. After all these years, they're still hungry. That's all <laughs> I know. All right. So before we bring in Taria, I just wanted to um, mention one more time that we are on buymeacoffee.com. If you want to support the show, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash know that pod. And I just wanted to shout out and thank some people that did buy us a coffee this week. And that is Kirstie from Reality TV and me, our friends at Pop Inc. Podcast, Twisted Plot Podcast, and then one of our listeners, Ray. Rachel. So thank you, all four of you. Thank you. We I'm really appreciate right it. <laughs> thank you, everyone. I much appreciate it. Taria is here from What Else is Going On podcast, and we'll introduce her in a second. She can plug her show, but she just told <laughs> us that I've been very <laughs> troublesome and she was going to bring reinforcements on the show with her. So please get into that. <laughs> First of all, guys, thank you so much for having me. I have loved your podcast since You're I found it. I've binged it. You guys are amazing. Um, Donnie's been Aww. very troublesome. I give Quinn a pass. I think Anthony is just a so sweet angel baby. So I think he's going to be on my side. And um, <laughs> <laughs> we will see. We will see. Do you know that Donnie sent me an email, not just the link to the Zoom, told me that it was a Monique Stan podcast and that I needed to bring my binder. <laughs> <laughs> I also said any negative comments about yes. Ms. Samuels should be left at the door. Should left at the door. And then he... That's Mrs. Samuels. Well, oh, and then Mrs. Samuels. Mrs. Samuels. And then when, when I was simply reposting, because I missed you, Anthony, uh, when Donnie and Quinn came on What Else Is Going On, and he reposted it to his story um, with drag queens, I believe. <laughs> Coffee and love. How dare you? That's where we end this. How, <laughs> Coffee and love. How dare you? <laughs> 
I am excited to get when we get there to get into the Potomac with you because okay. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your, your views. <laughs> yeah, I budgeted so much time to talk about Potomac with you that I emailed the boys and said, I'll, I won't do current events this week. We'll skip them. We just need more time <laughs> to talk with Taria. Thank you. I appreciate And at full disclosure, I... Well, Atlanta just started. I watched last week, so I don't know if you guys want to talk about Atlanta, but I only today I only got as far as Drew and Cynthia out to dinner. So if you wanted to oh. talk about that. Oh. But I, I know what happens in the end, kind of. Okay. So I still would like you guys to talk, you know what I mean? So we can still talk about it. You'll have to catch up. Because <laughs> it was a good one. That's what I've been hearing. I've been good. hearing people turned on her husband. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I need y'all to film me. I need we'll y'all to film me. In. Oh, we will. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... Really quick, before we get into Salt Lake City, talk about your show. Tell people where they can find it. Tell us your um, background with Housewives. Let the listeners know you. Oh, thank you. My beautiful husband brought me a, my notebook. <laughs> I mean, I have a binder. Does it have tabs? I got a book. <laughs> I get, I get, wait, I'm ready to. I got my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys can find me on any platform that podcast can be found. What else is going on? If you go to the link in my bio and Instagram, which is at we go podcast, W E I G O podcast, click on the link. It'll take you to whatever platform your phone is is made for. So if you have an iPhone, it'll take you to Apple. If you have an Android, it'll take you to a Google play music store. So that's where you can find me. Nice. And then what is your background with housewives? When did you start? Okay. So I got it. So it's so funny. Most people can remember like the date, the time, the day. I don't remember. I just remember Atlanta being on one day and falling in love because I'm like, oh, these ladies are familiar. Oh, she just shaded her to her face. Yeah, that's my auntie. Okay. So (laughs) all this is familiar to me. So I fell in love with them. I um, started watching them. And then that was the only franchise I watched. And then one day I was flipping through the channels and I saw this beautiful woman and she was in her husband's office, who was a doctor. She was showing him all these ties that cost like four or $500 a tie, Heather Dubrow. And she is what brought me into Orange County. And then I just started watching all the other ones from there. That is a good gateway into Orange County. (laughs) Heather Heather Dubrow is definitely one of the more elevated cast members that they've Yes, (laughs) And I miss her so much. I miss what she brought. I miss her too. I think the, the show took a nosedive when she left. Yeah, it's um, it's dead now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. O.C. Right, right. So yeah, that that's pretty much it. But I love all Housewives. I love every single one. I have even tried to watch Melbourne a little bit, but kind of fell off. So I want to get back into it. I heard Johannesburg is fire, and the clip that I saw, what Monique and Candace had, has nothing on them Johannesburg. <laughs> They're like bodying each other, like seriously. Oh, wow. I've oh heard God. some very crazy things about that as well. I haven't yeah. got into it. I'm very, uh, I guess, xenophobic with my housewives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need housewives from my country. You can tell me some gossip about the ones around the world, but I tend to focus just on the cities here. I should really, I should really do something about that. <laughs> I'm very America first with my housewife. I was going to say, we got to take her home first. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Melbourne is great. I've seen, I think, every season of Melbourne and it's pretty good. Really? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to like DM you about that because I, when I watched it, I love, is that the one with Gina? Yep. Okay. (laughs) The the barrister. Uh Yes. I loved her, but then people were against her. And the last season I saw was when she got, 
her tan all over someone's house when they were playing tennis. You know what uh, I'm talking about? Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, of course. <laughs> all over the all over the towels. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, re- remember this bond we have when we get into Potomac, okay? Re- look, look me in the eyes. Remember this. <laughs> I will. No I will. No promises. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So let's get one step closer to Potomac and let's talk oh about gosh. Salt Lake City. Yes. Okay. Oh my yes. gosh. Let's get into this. I have... I have something to admit. I have okay. been a little, I will say hard on okay. Jen since this show started. Really? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, only half of which I will be taking back in a few moments. But okay. I will say this episode <laughs> for me kind of was illuminating mm-hmm. in terms of with Mary Jen's interactions with her because it, yeah. we weren't getting a full story of what Jen was holding on to mm-hmm. when she would go around Mary. And I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but in this episode, we learned that previously, not on camera, I'm assuming, Mary <laughs> has told Jen that uh, Mary will not go into a 7-Eleven if she sees Black people outside. So that is <laughs> obviously something that has been, rightfully so, uh, disgusting. Jen is disgusted by that. Mm-hmm. And it is a missing piece for me for Jen's reactions about Mary. And it kind of helped a few puzzle pieces that I didn't have click into place. Okay. What did, I mean, what, what did you all think about that? I mean, the comments disgusting, yeah. but why 7-Eleven yeah. specifically? It's my I, question. Right. Is she fine going into a sheets? <laughs> I, I, mean, I want to know you, what. If your community is upscale enough to have a 7-Eleven. Right. Odds right. are, it's not, I mean, what do you so seven of us like Thunderdome now? Like several people <laughs> enter for scratch offs, one person leaves. It's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I go to one every single morning, every morning for my coffee. Well, if Mary saw you, walk. she would not be going she in. Would well, that's because I'd remind her of her past. Because let's be honest, she used to have my nose, my skin color, so she oh. would probably leave. Yeah. I'd be the ghost of the ghost of Mary past. So, <laughs> so. Okay, hear me out. I had two different, I had, you ever have two different emotions at the end of the spectrum about the same person? So when she said that about Mary, my first thought was she is seeing that people are kind of still being friends with Mary and kind of maybe taking Mary's side in the argument. So she threw that out there in front of a group of white women to So they could almost be like, whoa, wait a minute, Mary. And then everybody's looking at her crazy. Right. So that that's how I felt. I'm like, she used that. And then Corey um, and I'm saying Corey as in Quinn and um, Donnie, no, Anthony, but he's my husband. But instead of saying husband, 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 say Corey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) he was talking to me and he said, well, you know, right before Mary said it, well, her son is black. Her, you know, her kids are black. Her husband is black. So I thought about it. So I feel two ways. If Mary did say that. I definitely understand why she's pissed off 
And I would be too, because I I need to know, Mary, what that's about. But then the second part of me was like, whenever Jen, Jen has mad day an awful lot with her friends when it doesn't go her way. So like with Meredith, how she got mad day and was like, by the way, you know, she separated. Well, she told, she told me, but since she wants to talk about me and now this is with Mary and with you being married to somebody black, your kids are black. Why did you not check Mary when y'all were friends and this conversation happened? You held on to it. For me, it seemed like. I think she probably did check Mary because I don't think there's ever been a time where Jen has never checked Mary. Okay, okay. But at the same time, yes, I I get like, you know, okay, this happened. I have this against you. Bam, I'm going to throw it up about the separation. Mm -hmm. Bam, I'm going to throw it up about the 7-Eleven. But she she was right about the 7-Eleven and she was right about the separation. So I kind of like, okay, your your motivations aren't really there, but it's your correct. information That's true. is and correct. Can you guys tell me? Well, and Mary say, admitted can it. you guys tell me? Because I mi- it was so quick. I missed it. In her confessionals, notice she was like, yeah, I do feel a way about hospitals and convenience stores. But at one point, Mary said, and I stand by that. Was that in regard to Jen saying, remember when Jen was like, you said you won't go because of Black people? There was something... It was either something else that Jen said or Mary said to that statement. And I stand by that. And I was like, yeah, she I believe she said, like, I think violence. Like, I see. Oh, OK. Like, OK. Give me a story. Okay. And I think violence. I'm, I'm I think that's what she said. I don't know for sure. But I remember that. being That's yeah. insane to <laughs> me. I just the level of there. There is a level of self-hate when you've clearly. You didn't just get a tweak on your nose or this or that. You changed your entire skin color. Right. Right. But then it's also like, like you said, like how you go to self love every day is also classism. Yeah, that's like true. It's, it's yes. both of those things. It's self-hatred and racism and classism. And mm. this is why people are saying, eat the rich. Start yeah. with Mary <laughs> Cosby. Start with her. <laughs> she might be good. She doesn't have any odor gland, but that doesn't mean she doesn't smell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But seriously. Yeah. So, but uh, to Anthony, to what you said, I was very harsh on Jen too in the beginning. I was like, mm, I'm not for this. But two things I noticed, even though I was still feeling that way, someone told me they think that Jen is like Jen Aiden from New Jersey, but Jen Shaw has a heart where they don't think Jen Aiden has a heart. Mm necessarily, but they think, and it brought me back to one of the things about Mary and Jen and their argument. Do you remember when Mary confronted her? I mean, when Jen confronted Mary at Meredith slash Jen's party, when she walked (laughs) up to her and sat next to her on the couch, she touched her dress and she moved, like she kind of moved her hair for her. Now, if somebody I didn't know walked up to me and touched my hair, I'd be like, what are you doing? But to me, that just, I'm a girl. So I know that if I went up to my girlfriend and was like, look, notice her shirt was like hanging over her hair, hanging over the back of her pretty shirt. I move it and be like, Hey girl, that moment sticks out because to me, and she's like, Oh, is that Versace? I should have known. And she touched her dress that right there did. I reflected back on that. And that does show me that there is a heart underneath there. Mm. But Jen is that friend that she loves hard, but when she's mad, she's mad hard. And that's a lot of energy sometimes. Yeah. I yeah, agree with that. there is something very warm about Jen. Yeah. Like I do think I, I could see a heart and obviously her emotional well runs quite deep. <laughs> um, but this kind of this episode finally, I also think and I think she would admit it too. I think there's a loneliness. Yeah, there's a loneliness factor there. Mm-hmm. I think and I believe she said it on the show. She had an idea that um, because they are. Uh, women of color in Utah. I think she thought her and Mary 
she says this, we're going to connect and maybe yeah. they would have a little bit of a, a bonding that yeah. obviously we are not seeing at least in, in the, in the, in the footage that right. <laughs> is making it right. into air. So there are a lot of things happening and it, it kind of um I'm on the I'm on the gen train a little bit now. So yeah. should I buy you a shop one hoodie or not quite? <laughs> uh, hold off on that. Let's get through a few more episodes. I like I like her though. I'm I'm nowhere near uh I'm nowhere near Candace with my feelings with her. <laughs> <laughs> but I I will say to pivot a little bit, um this episode and I've I've always felt Mary Crosby is a is a dark figure and there's a there's a there's a heaviness there. This episode is the heaviest that I yes. have felt. E- like in addition to of course, but like in a different box outside of her disgusting comments. Mm-hmm. There was a lot happening here. There's a moment where she is skipping through her home and she's like, "Can you tell can you, I forget her name. Can you have the housekeeper, which yes. by the way was a nurse. That woman was wearing scrubs. She was just a nurse. <laughs> Can you have the housekeeper bring my tray? And yes. I, it, I saw a little girl trapped in her own, yeah. in her, in like her own demons. And yeah. then she couldn't even get through a dinner later with Heather, which by the way, I just want Heather to be able to get through a meal. This is the second episode <laughs> in a row where she's had to go outside chasing Jen. Let Heather eat. That is Let Heather good eat. Point. That, is- that is true. <laughs> Truffle pasta. <laughs> Let Heather eat. Yes. Um, $800 or $8,000 a pound. Is that what she yeah, said? Yeah, with, with the champagne that people yeah. died to make. <laughs> this, was a good, this was a good meal. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, she couldn't even get through her... Mary couldn't get through her meal with Heather yes. without crying over discussing her discomfort her marriage, in the yeah. past yeah. with her marriage. This is way too much for me for housewives. I think it's, Mary it's, is too much for me for housewives. It's a lot. I was starting to feel, and I guess I've been here ever since being in this community, I've heard you guys say it and I've heard other podcasters say it. And I never thought about it like that, that what makes a good show is you're like, I'm here. Oh, wait. No, no, I'm here. Oh, wait. I like this person. Oh, wait, what happened? And I was starting to feel like that with Salt Lake. I like seeing Meredith and Mary and Lisa and Mary, but I was wondering, is Mary now using her tears as almost like a weapon? Because she can go from, I never wanted to marry him. I never, and she's crying. And then I'm done with her. I'm done with Jen. And you're just going to have to digest my marriage. And I don't know if it's a defense mechanism, but she takes me on so many journeys with her tears and her words on top of my brain is not good at a lot of stimulating activity all at once. So I'm listening to her and she's moving and I'm like, wait, (laughs) I I can't even quite catch you. It's almost like a Ramona thing. But when she was Mm. crying to Heather, but then in her confessional, she's like, I was unsure and I saw a higher power and now I'm good. So I'm confused. I'm like, okay, she's saying in the beginning, she really wasn't sure. Um, she didn't want to, but now she's loving her life. Cause it doesn't quite seem like she's loving her life either. Yeah. I mean, I, at this point, I think after like 20 years, you should know where you come down. Yes. With one or another. You should be able to like, this is my life. Leave it alone. You know, MF for you. <laughs> And all that, or you should be like, I really made a mistake. Maybe I should look to like ending this, but she's just kind of like caught in the middle 
I agree. Yeah, it's very I think because of him. the money and power, she yeah. is comfortable with that aspect of the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I think like morally what she signed up for, she's not okay with, which is why okay. it still brings her to tears because it's something she wishes she could get out of or would never have gotten into, but she's not willing to give up the money and power. I want to say it was you guys that brought it to my attention. Cause Anthony, I told uh, Donnie and Quinn, you guys go on my jogs with me. Sometimes it's hard for me to catch my breath because you guys will say something and I'm laughing. But (laughs) I think it was you guys. I was listening to you guys talk about the Mary and the grandfather and Anthony, you were talking about how dark it was. And I think it was Quinn that said like, it's, it's, it would still be disgusting, but if she was like 19 and met her grandfather versus mm-hmm. her being one and he watched her grow up. Yeah. When I heard yeah. you, I was like, wait, what? That put a whole different tone. Because at first I was like, well, Anthony, I mean, I guess it's it's okay. It's not dark for her. How wrong I am episodes later. It's clearly <laughs> dark for her. Yeah. I also think, I'm wondering too, if um, Mary hasn't had to confront these feelings for years and now she's on this show okay and if the producer sitting across from her is asking her a bunch of questions about this she's realizing how i'll use the word weird how weird it sounds to maybe people who aren't in the salt lake community or maybe uh, this is something that they're not used to and maybe she's waking up in a sense to like oh if if he if they're asking me all about this and i hear jen's comments (laughs) maybe this isn't even though i knew this was strange at one point i buried it but now not only am i confronting it again i'm on national tv (laughs) there could be a little (laughs) bit of that happening also mary keeps saying jen said grandfather yeah (laughs) Jen Jen didn't say that and also that phrase doesn't make any sense for the situation applied well I think Mary is a very unreliable narrator yes yes of course in her mind and maybe I don't know I thought maybe she was just confused because her mother was somewhere in the mix of running for him so maybe she added her mother to the mix true but it is weird that she keeps saying that. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not what she yeah. said. It doesn't even make any like sense. Like you said, yeah, it's like, mm, that's, but when you said about her mom being in the mix, of course, we're all reading things online, but it's funny how she's, she gets to tell her story, like Mary, because she's on this platform. So she's saying her mm-hmm. mother. But then I was reading where the mother was the only one that wasn't okay with it in the family. Right. And left and then and went and started a church. I mean, the things that you see online, you know, I say 50-50 maybe could be true, but that is so weird when he said, the grandmother said, marry one of my girls. I'm like, so she meant like her daughters too were in them. Like you said, her mom, because he Mm -hmm. said it out of his mouth. She said, marry one of my girls. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's it's weird stuff. Two more quick things I want to dip into Salt Lake, because then we have to hop over to other cities, of course. I found it disturbing the way that Brooks took on a parental... A parental tone with his mother. I believe he was asking her, like, well, how did the how did the luncheon go? And he was like doing something distractedly with his eyes down. Right. And Meredith was sitting across from him as though like a little girl being like, Well, the luncheon was fine. I apologize. <laughs> and it like the dynamics were off for me. Really creepy. So off. So off. I, if my kids, I try to make a habit. If my if I'm in the middle of doing something on my phone and my kids are like, Mom, let me tell you about my day, or mom, this. I say, give me one second. Let me finish this 
so I can, because I get mad when they're on their phone and I'm trying to tell them something. Yeah. So I'll wait. So I was like, the nerve of him to be like looking down, almost like a toss away conversation. And almost like she was afraid to say, like, almost like, yeah, Jen apologized. But, um, you know, I was like, <laughs> wait, wh- where are we? It's it's so weird. I get that he want like him. I would assume that he's like he wants to stick up for his mother. Like you know, like you know, did she apologize yeah. or not? Like you know, I get it. Like you know, I'm a mean girl, so nobody's gonna be mean to my mom. <laughs> yes. So, but I get it. But it's like now in doing that, he looks like he's oppressing her. So it's yeah. like at a point. It's a disconnect. Yeah, at a point, my mom would be like, "Okay, stay out of grown folks' business." Right. Right. Like my mom would like. But he is grown folks. He should be in his own <laughs> right, damn house. You know what? You're right. I he am. Young grinder. Grinder. <laughs> and grinder. <not laughs> parenting his mom. Because you would, like, I imagine like somebody talking to him on grinder. It's like, okay, um, I don't host. <laughs> My parents have things <laughs> going on. I'll meet you, but you have to be here. I'm only going to wait five minutes. And that's it. If you're not there, I'm out. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, I am, again, a 43-year-old woman, and my mom called me this morning and said, hey. I said, hey. She said, so I didn't get to watch Potomac reunion, but um, I was scrolling through my Instagram, and you had a lot of opinions. And for a minute, I was like, what's she saying? What's she saying? So me at 43 would not be talking to my mom. Like, I feel like me and my mom just became friends. And yeah. again, I'm 43. So I wouldn't be having that same conversation quite like that. I would kind of follow my mom's lead, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't even want to. I don't care what my mother and her friends. Pretty much. Yeah. Unless it, unless they're like trying to jump her or something like that. affects her. Exactly. Like even on TV, like at 21, I'd just be like, okay, what happened? Oh, okay. Um, bye. Right. Right. Bye. I think he is just trying to get screen time. So yeah. he's filling that Whitney port, like, and then what happened? Wrong. <laughs> but, from the hills. <laughs> yeah. But because of Whitney his port, voice though. and his, right, because Whitney's likable. But because Brooks isn't, we're just taking someone not likable and making them like okay. the narrator of the scene. Like, what did you do next? Okay. Then That's what? That's a good point. That's <laughs> a good point. You, you know what? He might be also filling, um, where That's a, a husband point. would be. <laughs> exactly. Which, yeah, which brings oh us. Which How brings can us somebody blessed? be gone all the time and so needy? But that's right? that's a good point. What Anthony said, that's yeah. why his reactions aren't son-daughter. It's more on the same level because he's fulfilling that role. So, And we don't know the conversations she has with him that maybe aren't on camera that right. put him in that role. I didn't well, even think I'm about like that. Unlike his father, Brooke seems like a top. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh my let's god, talk, I love you guys. <laughs> let's talk let's talk really quick about um the scene toward the end. Uh it was kind of like a story that ran through the show mm-hmm. so far, but this episode with I couldn't make heads or tails of it. At one point, uh Mark Brooks, what's the husband's name? I think it's Mark. Mark Scott? Dan? Seth, right? <laughs> Seth, yes. Seth, Seth yes. I'm like, yeah, Mark. Seth. And Seth, yes. So I couldn't make heads or tails of it. At one point, Seth said he would move anywhere she wanted, but it sounds like Meredith wants to be where they are in Salt Lake. So I couldn't really. She just doesn't want to be in Ohio, which. Canton, Canton, Ohio. Uh, I'm from <laughs> Michigan. 
which is right next door, I okay. wouldn't want to move to Ohio either. <laughs> I mean, the state, the, the state's red for starters. And second of all, it's Ohio. Yeah. I, I did like seeing Seth have emotions on this show. I couldn't, it's so rare for like men or husbands on these shows to be as vulnerable as I hope he was authentically being mm-hmm. i did kind of like seeing that what gave me pause was meredith putting on lip gloss before the yeah. started and yeah. wearing a meredith marks robe that launched the next day <laughs> that, that had me questioning the authenticity of maybe the setup of the scene oh it was God. like a music video yeah. <laughs> uh, it I was, was like <laughs> okay it was very like first of all he's like he's given like diane keaton and first wives club (laughs) like emotions and she's just like dynasty i could i could take some time without you and and she's barely moving i don't disagree i know with with the double negative i don't Don't disagree disagree. i think you just agree then (laughs) i think i think for her like since she didn't disengage i think that's a big deal (laughs) <laughs> her, that's a big deal. Oh, I, I guess yeah, and the way she patted him. I always tell Corey, "Don't pat me when we hug. If I'm crying, <laughs> rub me. My back. You pat people where you're like, okay, like one. Yeah, it's two. dismissive. Uh, yeah, I come from I come from patters, but we're. But you know what? Family likes to hug, so we're all like very awkward. I honestly do you feel like I honestly feel and well, you guys and I'm sure for me, I feel like a lot of black families are like that because there's not a lot of emotion always shown. And so it's like, yeah, hey, like I think me and my mom started like hugging every time we see each other. I don't know. 20 years ago. Like, it's very <laughs> it's very weird. It's like I think because like black mothers are such, you know, they they love hard. It's like a tough yes. love. So it's yes. like they don't and like. Donnie's mother is like, you know, she's a typical like white mother. Like she's there, you know, like, oh, giving you hugs and kisses. And like when I used to fall down, my mother was like, okay, what'd you learn? What did I tell you? It was very <laughs> not like, oh, come here, my little baby fell. It was like, I told you I asked you was gonna fall. Would you go so, or when they're little, what do they say? Don't look at them. If you don't look at them, they won't cry and they'll get up. And yeah. it's like no, their foot is hanging <laughs> off. Sure. Like, Walk it off. Yes. Uh, yeah, so that Pat was very, so it was weird, but also I could kind of see. And like Anthony said, I was confused too, because like, are you really like this or maybe uncomfortable with the camera or are we getting a show of merit? It's like, I, I, I don't, and I like her. I didn't think I was going to like her. I do like her, but it was all very just, I don't know, just different. And then when the dog walked out, I was like, oh, the dog is going to miss daddy. Like, mm-hmm. it was like nothing happened. He walks out. She kind of walks to the door and she looks down at the dog and the dog walks out. And I'm like, that's it? I guess that's all we get? For yeah. shows like this, whenever these kind of plots are brought to camera, I always have to think about if this is really timeline-wise when it's happening. Like if they decided okay. they were going to split up eight months ago and now they just have to record the scene now, the emotions won't be the same as if we really found out. Well, that doesn't explain... Actor. Exactly. Because he was like pulling those tears out. Like, I think Meredith, I get it. Like, she's kind of, mm-hmm. you're only, you're going to get, unless something's extreme, you're going to get that Meredith. It's either yeah. that Meredith or the call is coming from inside the house. I think those are the only yeah. two, okay. like, runny makeup. Oh my God. There's only two settings to her. But he was like, yeah. <laughs> Devastated. Like, 
I was like, I felt for him. I felt yeah. so bad for him. He was in those emotions, whether they in those feels. Yeah, he was feeling it. Yeah. I think that about does us for Salt Lake. Let's move on to another yeah. city. All right. well, that means we gotta head over to Atlanta. Let's do it. Stop over <laughs> to Atlanta. To the okay. peaches. Oh first of all, they are I I when they came back last week, it was like I felt like a breath of fresh air just blew. Even with the heaviness of the George Floyd and all of that, I like how, because that's real life. We can deal with Mm -hmm. catastrophic events, but then you still have to go on and live. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I like the juxtaposition of all of that. It was, it was needed. It was, it was good to see how, (laughs) how they handled the pandemic and George Floyd and the weight gain that we all, you know, some of us have experienced with them. It's just like, it is just tickle bitties everywhere. <laughs> Every I cannot get candy out of my head. I can't. Well, I was jogging today, and literally, I just in my head saw Cynthia's thing fly open, and Candace say she got some pretty titties. That's all I was like. Yep, <laughs> run into that beat, like pretty just, titties. She was pretty just, titties. <laughs> it was like a fertility goddess having a brunch for her like goddess friends. It yes. was like <laughs> it was very much that flowing hair and flowing clothes and yes, well, it's like. And the dress Kenya wore this episode too. I didn't notice until yes. this episode how big her titties got. Yes, yeah, I'm like, what is? Is that what 188 pounds looks like? Sign me up. Because <laughs> she's looking every inch good. They are yeah. thick. They, the men, the women, great. everybody is thick. And <laughs> he said the men, the women, everybody. <laughs> like Ralph, the new husband Ralph, Mike, then got thicker. Everybody. Yeah. Thick. Uh, yeah. So speaking of thickness and candy, now. We have Riley um, continuing her graduation and all that mm-hmm. jazz from the last um, episode. Well, whatever. But what I was commenting on, I told Donnie this, I was like, I'm so happy. Like when they show the outside of the house and you have like the graduation like mm-hmm. signs on the lawn. I was like, I'm so happy that Candy is still hood enough to do something like that in that million dollar neighborhood. Like that is... <laughs> Like people that rich normally don't celebrate their child going to high, going graduating high school like that. Yes, yes. So it, yes. I love that Candy is still that girl to do that. Like Riley got all of the hood graduation things and the rich girl graduation, graduation <laughs> thing. Okay. experience. So a lot we, of cash. <laughs> that was nuts. Hey, I'm laughing because. <laughs> Seriously, like a what? She got like a wad of cash. What did he handle? Like ten thousand dollars? Like that was like Mama yeah. Joyce yeah. tried to take it. She did. Of course, she got it yeah, like, of course, Mama Joyce got it first. Yeah. Now, my son graduated the same year Riley did. There was there would have been a chance they would have been going to the same school, but he's going to the West Coast because he wanted. He was thinking about there too. Wait, you talking about Riley got the hood graduation? So my son didn't get ten thousand dollars in cash. He got it like as I told Donnie and Quinn, intuition, Anthony. But as far okay. as the signs, <laughs> we had the sign in our yard. <laughs> we went to Staples and bought the poster size thing. I love that. Finally, they were like, are you going to take them signs down? I said, we celebrating <laughs> all summer. It wasn't until I the rain, that. like, forced. So I, it was insane. I hope you ride through that neighborhood. Like, this is a nice neighborhood. Oh, that's where the Black people live. <laughs> I'm going to send you DM you guys a picture. It was there for a long time. I want to see it. I love that. I would do the same thing. So, okay. So we also had Kenya and Cynthia. So Cynthia has more wine launching for the daily wine seller again. So instead of getting a sommelier, she decides (laughs) that she's just going to, 
invite all these women who know nothing mm-hmm. about wine other than drinking it a lot to come <laughs> and taste the wine like she's done before. Now, this is a good way to meet the new housewife, Drew Sedora, and Latoya, who's also new. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else feel a little, like, residual shade when she invited Kenya to this wine tasting? I wouldn't have invited Kenya after the last time we were together with wine. Yes. You're talking about last season <laughs> no. when, she, when, when yes. she was questioning yeah. her? Uh-huh. Yeah. Her. yeah. Yeah. There's no way. It's like... Is, is she doing that to make it seem like, hey, girl, I value your opinion, so don't try to shade me on camera? Right. You know what I mean? Or is it like you're really sincere about inviting her? Yeah. Or yeah. it almost seemed like <laughs> Cynthia knew her stuff this time. So I okay. wonder if she wanted Kenya to try it so that she could put her in place. Oh, so she was like really. this. As she poured each one, she like, like explained this is a black it. One. She well, she didn't say that. She said that the first time, and then she's like, I heard it at least twice. I feel like Kenya probably knew to be on her best behavior because she probably oh. didn't want. Maybe Cynthia knew that Kenya was probably going to be on her best behavior because Kenya didn't want to hear any shit about being like a bad friend again. Mm. Yeah, um, that's that's good. Yeah. But I don't know if Kenya could ever be trusted to you know, <laughs> do what you would want her to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. she's like Loki. She's 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 like the trickster. If they're God, she's the trickster goddess. You can't trust. <laughs> it's like and Kenya. I'm starting to doubt myself now because I'm like Potomac has me so effed up in the head that I'm actually looking at Kenya like I think I want to go to lunch. Wait, wait. No, we don't like her. No, no. Like no. I'm so messed up from Potomac that I'm looking at Kenya. On Watch Listen. It Happens Live, like, girl, I like you. No, no, we don't like her. <laughs> I, I like I like Kenya, too. I think Kenya is a grade A top-tier housewife. She is. Okay, see, I'm learning that, though. So, Anthony, when I think, I don't know if I told Donnie and Quinn this, but I've said before, I, my body just react, like, my body just displays emotion. So, when they make me angry, so it's like, sometimes, I, I never liked reunions. Where, mm. where people love reunions, they made me feel anxious. I hated them. And I love when they would go on vacation, have fun, maybe little arguments. And so, but now listening to you guys and listening to other podcasts and again, being in this world, I'm constantly hearing, you don't, you have to take liking them personally out of it. What do they bring to the show? How do they move the show? So that's how I'm trying to watch. And I've heard you guys say, a lot. you talk to your housewife. So I've started thinking like that, like, Okay, I don't like her. Oh wait, what did she bring to the show? Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to shift my mindset watching these shows so I don't get so angry <laughs> when I'm watching. Now but the thing is, I, I know. like Kenya. Like I personally like Kenya, but I realize like you know like Loki or Catwoman, you can only trust her so far. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I, I want whatever keeps your heart rate down. I want you to be able to enjoy these shows <laughs> without getting worked up, but also. You can certainly like any of, well, maybe we'll see within reason. Give me 20 minutes. <laughs> you can ostensibly like any of these housewives, of course, based on your own criteria. I think you know? my, I think my issue is that I don't, I like people, but I don't have favorites. And sometimes I get, I'm very, as they will tell you, I'm very focused on the fact, the fact is this happened. And then I base my opinion off of that. So if someone is, and I have to learn to let it go after that. So if someone sees what I see, but they still choose to act this way, like even in a housewife, like how, I'm like, Karen, how dare you lie? We see it. You're lying. That's a fact. So then my emotions get like, oh, 
You know what I mean? So I'm trying. <laughs> you're you're wild. Can I ask you a question really quick? Because I yes. found that Bravo fans fall into two types of fandom. Are you someone who, like, based from week to week, like, you have your favorites, but you're able to see where, like, your favorites might be wrong? Or are you oh, someone yeah. who... I've also seen, like, the other side where, like, they pick their favorites and then they find a way to justify everything that person does no matter what. We no, I, like this country period. That's where to me, I feel like sometimes your housewife and real life can merge like in different things. <laughs> like sometimes I'll watch a show and be like, oh, I'm reacting so strongly because you are deep down like that. You need to check that within you. So I'm able to say, hey, I love Nini. And even though I did not like Kenya, Nini's not, I'm not a stand for Nini, but I Loved, I loved Lanicia. Maybe Nini is somebody different. But when she was throwing that popcorn or whatever at Kenya last year, mm. that was so totally wrong. I recognize that it was wrong, but I was laughing in the moment. But I would never say Nini was justified because Kenya was nasty. No, it was wrong. So I'm able uh, to see. Got ya. Yeah. You know, I don't like the face you made when I said I love Nini. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Wait, we all love Nini. Yeah, yeah. I'm joking. Oh with no, I love. I lo- <laughs> no, I love Nini. I love Nini at her best. Me I would too. love yeah, Nini. I, I would love Nini to still be on the show and be Me happy. Too. Yeah, love Nini. Wait, what did you call? You Mount, called her a Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. she said she's a Mount Rushmore. The Mount. Okay, my my Mount Rushmore of housewives is okay. there's four, right? There's four. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I got a Anthony and. Yeah. Who else? Mine are uh, Vicky, Bethany, Nini, and Teresa. That is who I think the show is like. That's my four. I don't love all of them. I can't argue with that. That's yeah, I, I like that. Are. I've I always liked. I always liked Vicky and would be yelling at her when she was going down the wrong path. So I could see the. Yeah. Did you have something to say, Donnie? I feel like you had something to say. Oh, I just wanted to ask Taria if you. I know you're a um, Bad Girls Club fan. Do you get the same yes. way? there with like the connection and a raised heartbeat or you can just watch them get their ass beat and be fine with it i form no connections and i can't wait till they fight i'm just being okay. honest <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell so you think that. i don't oh. like any girl in bad girls club that doesn't win like if she doesn't <laughs> win fights i don't stand her megan is the undefeated and I that's keep, why she's my favorite i keep watching what you sent me it is your fault like i keep watching <laughs> and i'm like I just like she should have been somewhere in Wakanda. She is like made to fight. Like she, I've seen few bad girls fight multiple bad girls and win. Like she would take on two at a time like and not was, break a sweat. I felt I almost felt like Megan would pretty. get beat. Yes, and I think that that's the problem with me. I like pretty girls who you would look at traditionally and not say they could fight, and then they come out and kill everybody. Yeah, so I like my yeah. No. <laughs> well, since we were speaking Wait until, about... listen, when Monique leaves Housewives and join Bad Girls Club, then you're going to like her. So you just wait. <laughs> you know what? She would have been good on Bad Girls Club before. But since we were talking about the Mount, the Mount Rushmore Housewives and who are the best are, let's talk about the new non-housewife Latoya. What do we feel about Latoya, the Caribbean queen? My body just reacted on its own and I can't figure out if that emotion means I like her or I don't. <laughs> I was just like, like, I was I confused. She's, she's very either or. Like, I feel like she gave yes. us a taste of what we could love or what we could hate. 
I, I, from now, see, I could get with her because I do can talk that kind of talk when she was like, oh, this heat um, in the first episode, I'm sweating everywhere. Not down there, girl. That smells like peaches. I was like, okay. But then I still was kind of, I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> I can't, I, I don't know. And then I feel like, am I like that? Because from what I know of Drew, I like her. And then I mm-hmm. see her and Drew are going to have a problem. And her and Kenya clearly have a problem. If you, did you watch, watch what happens live last night? I, no, yeah. we're bad. <laughs> we're bad. Uh, I just happened never to watch, watch, watch it. Well, I don't normally either, but me and Corey recorded last night and be, I was still up when it came because mm. um, the reunion came on and I was so fired up from the reunion. <laughs> it went into, <laughs> went into Watch What Happens Live and Kenya was very much like they played a game, um, Latoya versus Drew on who would you rather hang out with? Who would you rather do this with? Yeah. The only thing she picked Drew with was who integrated with all the girls immediately. She said Drew and then she said, Toya, but she cannot stand Drew because when Drew said that they were in the different age range when they would go out for castings, Kenya yeah. was like, of course she would say that. I agree. She's right. So I'm much prettier and look younger. So, but she's right. And I was like, whoa, like she went in on Drew. Yeah. I can see why she's not a peach holder. And I'm afraid I do like her. Mm-hmm. I just hope that she's genuine throughout it because yeah. I can almost see her trying to be like a new Marlo. And trying to actually get a peach versus, right. mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't dislike her. I just, it felt like everything I need to know about her, I saw yesterday. Like, I don't know that we're getting, we're going to get a lot more. Um, and I think that might be why Kenya likes her. She's not, yeah. I mean, she didn't really seem like a threat intellectually Mm. i thought it was interesting to watch the face-off between not only the two i'm gonna say at that point they were probably even like auditioning to see who would Mm. get the full-time peach it was interesting seeing them kind of like face off in that way and then seeing cynthia and kenya based on who they brought which which one they brought into the group Mm -hmm. advocating for like don't you think Drew's great? Drew's so great. Like, do they get a bonus <laughs> if they're like, yeah. if their mini peach like makes it? It was interesting. That's um, funny. It was like they sponsored a girl. Yeah. 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 So that was interesting. Uh, but I liked, and of course, we got to see her home life in a way that we didn't with um, Latoya. But yeah. uh, Drew, I mean, I'm very into Drew. I thought that was like a great introduction to her. I agree. And then before we talk a little bit more about Drew, I think we have to really give it up to the consistency of Marlo. Marlo continuously delivers. She had a, a quote that I think should be put on a pillow. <laughs> it could be said about so many people I know. Like, it, like that should be, it could be a memoir title. She couldn't keep a man of Jesus pay her to. <laughs> We all know, we all know somebody in that category. Yeah. It, it's it, it's the genius of Marla to be able to put that into words. So fast and so, yeah. so off fast. the top of her head. And the talking about Kenya behind her back to the friend that she brought on camera <laughs> in a hushed tone. And they're all together. Yeah. That's Marlo. That is like, that is only Marlo. Yes. That and that was incredible. Um, There was there was something you guys were oh like how you mentioned uh, Kenya basically these wives bringing in wives and stuff like that the flashback to Eva introducing Drew to Cynthia I'm like is Eva watching this like my friend took my peach 
Because yeah. she introduced mm. her. Well, she introduced her. But we didn't see that on camera. It was at Cynthia's engagement. She took the piece that Eva dropped. Like Eva <laughs> That's true. That's true. That she Eva that's has true. nobody but herself to blame. She. Yeah, that's very true. I, it, it's so weird. Somebody who I thought would be like a slam dunk housewife did not deliver at all. And I, I mean, I'm still mad about it. I wish I'm like, yeah, the reads you do in your confessionals, Emily Simpson, please do them to the person so we can see the interaction in the show. Yeah. Cause I feel like Emily's like that too. You I know, wonder the- if they, Oh, I'm sorry. I wonder no, if no. they thought they were casting Eva from America's next top model and they misjudged mm-hmm. like the, the number of years that have right. passed and yeah. that she like has a life that she, when she was younger, she kind of had nothing to lose and she was right. going yes. for it. She yes. has yeah. some things, she had some things to lose now and she was just a little more guarded and always pregnant. <laughs> always pregnant. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, I, pregnant the whole time she was there. A part of me wondered, was that a safety thing yeah well i mean it was also her she's the age like she's the age to be having babies like if she's gonna have them like and you know she's she's still got years to do it but now's the time to like you know be finishing off that family if you're gonna do it yeah so i I think it times out for her switching over to drew a little (laughs) bit more now we got to see drew and her husband ralph who was kind of like a big he was a big hit you know visually to a lot of viewers um, and to Kenya. It was like he was kind of like he was kind of like Trey Songs ten years later. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I get I get the appeal. I get the appeal. So what do we 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 had this whole like fifteen minute awkward beautiful um, <laughs> who's afraid of Virginia Wolf Drew Sator <laughs> moment with their marriage. What do we now? I can only. I, I don't really know what's going on with them. I could only gather that apparently Drew's husband picks up and leaves for days at a time because he's black. <laughs> or because he's black and he grew up poor. So because of that, he has to like take off for days at a time and not tell anybody where he is. He he act like he was giving her privilege information, just telling her where he was going for this time. Like, I don't recall ever seeing this particular problem with a housewife in a franchise or for to see them go into something this deep. So, so early. Yeah. It's like normally you watch them like have problems to get divorced, but I feel like Drew's divorced and doesn't know it. How how do we feel? How do we feel about this whole scene? Like it was it, first of all, it was beautiful. It should have been like shot by Oliver Stone. It was, it was a beautiful <laughs> thing. But how do we feel about it? Uh, so full disclosure, I told you guys I didn't get to see all of that, but I saw um the clip, like watch the clips of that scene. And I saw her saying almost like they were getting into it. Where were you? Where are you now? I didn't see the blow up part um, on his part, but I almost at that point felt like she wanted to get into it, but it not get so heavy only because she was like, were you watching us on camera? I found the camera. Were you? And I was like, so is she like now realizing they're at a point where it's going, it's going to end where evidently it ended. So she's kind of like, boy, were you watching us on and saying that to say, yeah, my husband, my husband may take off and leaves, but he loves me so much that he was just watching us on camera. Uh, I got that. Like, let's put that out there too. That's what I. Yeah, thought. because I didn't understand why like that leaves, came but he in. Still yeah. Me. yeah, I didn't know why that would have came in. If he's leaving you to go to Tampa, where someone online said there's no beaches in Tampa, just strip clubs. So if that's where he's going to, lots the beach, of strip clubs. Yeah, <laughs> he's not checking his nanny cam for you. Right. So I was like, oh, she could. And it it didn't even like it didn't even flow in the conversation. It just came from the side. And I was like, oh, she wants us. And to me, when I look at those things, I'm like, 
that's for other women watching. Mm. So she's saying he loves me so much that he's, he can leave, but he is always checking in on me. To me, that's who that was for. Uh-huh. I was like, girl, he don't even look like, he looks like he wants to say, no, I, I wasn't watching. Yeah. I, yeah it was. I was immediately intrigued because there was a quick, like five to 10 second flashback of a fight that yes. her husband got into with um with her mother his yes. mother-in-law that looked well i don't I, it was just her yelling at him i think essentially but mm. i was very intrigued she is a I creature. Was very intrigued you are i was very intrigued by the clip it was a great introduction to a housewife and a housewife's marriage and i yeah. believed it like i don't yeah sometimes there there's like marital strife that's performative for these shows yeah. i did not find that to be the case here it almost seemed like a a pot that they kept trying to like keep the lid on and mm-hmm. the lid kept coming off which mm-hmm. is the best yeah it, the best kind of reality it seemed like maybe. genuine just yeah even with, with, the, yeah. with the mother-in-law when she was like at least you didn't try to or he said at least you didn't try to kiss me in the lip this time and she tried it and i'm just like oh okay and these <laughs> these preacher mothers and their and their daughter, I think I immediately thought about Phaedra, how her mom would just kind of come in, you know, and just kind of like be there. But her mom ever since yeah. New York, Tiffany Pollard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sister Patterson. Everybody's mother's a preacher. <laughs> yes. Like I, it just was, it was, it was once again familiar but fresh, you know, mm-hmm. because I feel like we do need new wives in Atlanta or something to infuse yeah. them. So it was, but the husband, it's that that. For her, and you didn't know all this time. And when you got on camera, you found out. Yeah. I, I, I that's just amazing work. I don't even have any, like, it was Chef's Kiss. <laughs> that's great. Yes, it was. Uh, uh, that wraps up Atlanta. I guess we can head on over to Potomac and fight. Ooh, I don't want to. <laughs> Wait, I was just getting ready to call for my, bring me my Vaseline. You can go on a muteria right now. <laughs> I'm about to put on some Vaseline so the hits slide off. <laughs> Oh, I know what the Vaseline for. Get your get your sneakers too. Give us sneaker right. Let me tie this up. I just permed it so it's fresh. So if somebody pulls it, it might come right out. <laughs> All right. Taria, before we talk about the reunion itself, tell us where your thoughts were pre-reunion. Tell us when you started liking Candace, when you stopped liking Monique. Let us know where you were with these women before we reached where we were yesterday. Okay, I'll start with Monique. When I stopped liking Monique, when she entered season two, um, there's just something about her. Now, and I'm going to say this. I feel like there's always something good about people. So I think she's absolutely gorgeous. I know where she comes from, about 45 minutes from where I used to live. I know the area. My mom literally works like side by side with one of somebody that was her close friend in high school. So the area that she's from. um, I think because she reminded me of a woman that, I did not care for. And I mm. felt like, and it wasn't until Monique's pastor put a name to it where this woman was always like, she had to throw out just what she had and how she thought that we should be impressed by what she had, the shoes she had on. And it got so annoying that I had no interest in even knowing her like underneath all that, because every time I would, we would have to get together. It was always that. So I will say, so I, I never cared for her. So I'm trying to not say dislike. She never, I never resonated with her. Okay. When Candace entered, I never resonated with Candace either. And there's tweets out there to prove it. I did not delete them. <laughs> but I will say I oh. liked, <laughs> I liked Candace and Monique's friendship. That, despite me not liking them, 
I liked their friendship. And even though I liked Monique and Giselle, um, I still thought it was funny whenever those two would go up against those two because mm-hmm. Candace was quick with it. And Monique, I think kind of like used that to her advantage in their friendship, like uh, wanted her to go after them. And um, I liked them. And especially when they would kind of get at Sharice a little bit like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so yeah. I, I liked that. Um, I, st- I, t- I started turning a little bit towards, actually I started kind of maybe coming around to Monique when um, she was pregnant, but mm-hmm. then when she showed Ashley the text messages that her and Candace had between each other after Candace had her back with the stuff Ashley was saying with her, I was like, see, yeah, I don't like that. So then when they made up at the reunion, I was glad. Um, and I started liking Candace this season. Well, when she approached Ashley to her face about her drinking last year, only because Ashley told Candace herself, hey, I'm going to stop drinking. The doctor says maybe I should stop drinking for my miscarriage. And then she picks up a beer right then. And so Candace said it to her, but also I factored in Giselle got in that mix when they were in New Orleans and was like, oh, Candace said you weren't serious about having a baby. And that's not exactly what Candace said. Giselle twisted it. So I started turning around on Candace then like, okay, I am seeing how people come at her, her responses. Yes, but I'm seeing how people come at her this season when her and Monique made up in the beginning and then really watching this season after seeing what was online. That's when I fully was like, okay, hold up. This girl went through all of this. And now Monique is saying, because of what you did, I hit you when I, I factored in everything this season and everything that was going online and things that we know Monique was a part of, not, not things that we've heard. So that's when I really was like, I'm going to be in Candace's corner, not like I'm a Candace stand, but like in regards to this fight and what is going on, I support Candace in this. But I did not support them all coming down on Monique after the fight when Monique had that talk with them. Okay. I wish that had been off camera. I'm not going to tell these black women what they should say to another black woman about how the world really may view us. But I don't think they should have had that on camera. And if they did, in order to raise awareness to people who don't look like us, they should have made it an inclusive thing. Like Mm -hmm. Monique, when we do those kinds of things, you know how other people can view us. And then the people that don't look like, look like us could have said, Oh wow. Monique and and, uh, Giselle are coming together on this, even though Monique got into a fight. Wait, do we view people like that subconsciously, unconsciously, but they put the weight of black women on Monique. And that's not fair. And I don't even think Monique, the fight is nothing for me. Like, I don't think Monique, is a horrible person because she had a fight. I wish she would have said I was mad about other stuff and I fought her and that's it. That's it. But she has not done that. And she's continued to make excuses and then go backtrack and then say she deserved it. Then say she didn't deserve it on the after show. Whenever she mentioned Candace's name, she was crying. So, you know, there was emotion. Why can't, why couldn't you have done that then? Mm -hmm. You know? So, so that's where I fall. I'm pretty much like, I really don't take Monique seriously now, like after this. And I do want Candace to, I don't think she should have to, I'm gonna say that, but I think maybe maybe she can pull back just a little on her responses. Okay. One more question before we get into the reunion. Yeah, one more. (laughs) I just need, I just need. Why do y'all make me nervous? No, don't be nervous. I'm nervous. That's why I'm giving background information before we dig in. With each cast member, if you had to put them in a I like them or I don't resonate with them bucket, plop them all in the buckets, please. All right. I'm going to be very honest with you. Yeah, that's Ashley, 
Ashley's not even a don't resonate. Forget you, forgot you. I never thought about you. Give me a piece of paper and I'll write all about you from elementary school, a thing we used to say. Do not like <laughs> Ashley at all. <laughs> Period. I did not like Ashley from the first time she came on screen sitting on a swing next to Katie Ross saying, I Googled Robin and Juan's information and have $25 in their checking account. I thought from there, I've never. So she's out. Monique, I'll say don't resonate. Candace, like, I'm very much on the side of like her, but one false move and I could be on the other side because I'm just looking at this fight. I have to be honest and transparent. I like Robin, Giselle, Wendy, and Karen, I'm straddling her too. Mm. Well, she liked the gangbang, so I'm straddling her too. <laughs> so that's where I huh. am. Okay. All right. I found those answers challenging. (laughs) Guys, if you could see the way Anthony and Quinn are looking at at least Donnie's giving me a little bit. They're like, girl. That's because Donnie already knows. I told Taria today, Taria and I speak almost every day. And I I consider her a friend and all of that. So when I go on her social media, out of like friendship and support i just like her posts automatically and then i read it and i take it back i cannot i I don't get it that's why i love you what the mf'er is there to like about giselle bryant like what the mf'er i will say you're exactly right in that and i when i say you look at some of the people you like and you take stock of yourself Mm. i have (laughs) so i didn't say that lightly i'll say i didn't like her this season that back and forth with Karen took a dark turn that I don't think it should have taken her and Karen's banter used to be very funny used to be very but I feel like she's really hurt Karen's feelings Mm -hmm. and that's where I get off the the train so I guess I should put Giselle on the straddle too because I don't like what I heard that she allegedly tried to do to Monique's family that is off limits that's disgusting and I feel like see Monique that's who Monique should have went after Mm -hmm. when the season started I don't see how Monique could have sat down in front of a woman who you know was supposed to be doing all this to your family. So with Giselle, I think I liked her stoicness. Like she would go at somebody and when they came at her, we never got any reaction. She's very stoic. And again, she's working on me because I could be very icy like that too. But I liked that as her defense against all these women coming at her. But I had to she's recognize. She's a sociopath. That's yeah, I was going to say. Do. Yeah, I had to recognize like, she's it. She's been on this show for what? Five, five years. years? She hasn't shed a single tear. Yeah. Not <laughs> one, a single. She did cry once. How did that even happen? No, twice. She cried twice. When Sherman. When were the okay. <laughs> when, when, when Sherman um, did not go to the, the wedding and mm. um, her hairdresser, Cal, was doing her hair in the shop. And it was the one time that she had her natural hair showing. And I was like, oh, her natural hair is really long. And she got, she was, he was washing her hair and Cal was talking to her and the tears were coming. And then she got up and she walked away from the camera and she stood in the corner and cried. And then okay. this season, when Cal was like, you know, when her psychologist and Cal was saying, you know, they've never seen that emotion from you, Giselle. When he was combing out that wig, she cried then. But so that's she only the cries only. when she gets her hair done. So, <laughs> it sounds like Cal's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he's like pulling her hair too hard or whatever. He's putting some drops in her eyes. I don't believe it. <laughs> I will Ooh. say, again, I've, I've looked at her like, for her not to have, part of me was like, oh, good. I'm glad she didn't give Monique a reaction last night. And I, I recognize that's because I don't resonate with Monique. The other part is like, girl, no reaction. Right. So I'm, I'm torn. Pants. Yeah. yeah, so I will put her back in the in the middle. All right. Yeah, she was crippled with um, yeah. embarrassment, I think. It was like the end so of Jawbreaker. We'll get she to was, that. Uh, this is my Andy moment. We'll get to that. 
But can I say this too? Something that 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 <laughs> made me also made me now not trust anything that comes out of her mouth. I will say that we saw the floozy moment, right? How and and then when she when she didn't say, okay, I lied because I was mad. When she said, I added spice to it. That's not spice. That could have caused a big issue between them. And then flashback to Wendy saying, you're not going to tell Karen what I said, are you? And she said, no. If you look at it, these, this is the only season where they've actually shown her lying. Mm. So I was like, her credibility is now shot with me. And now I don't believe it. So she went on watch on the chat room last night and said, Karen has always wanted Wendy off the show. Karen said that we were the prettiest franchise and that Wendy wasn't pretty. I'm like, for her to now... I don't don't even know if I can believe you because you're lying. Right. And if you are lying, how do you think that was going to make Wendy feel hearing that? Mm-hmm. So now I got to look at you like you say you like Wendy, but just to get back at Karen, you're willing to hurt Wendy's feelings on TV. Right. And that's what Karen responded yeah. to that in a, yes. on social media. And she said she texted Karen and Giselle the same exact text and said, yes. you're completely lying about this and you shouldn't be using your platform on the chat room to be bringing these number one lies to light yeah. but even if it were true the chat room's not the place for that yeah, yeah. And, and you do hurt, that it's hurtful yeah it'd be hurtful to wendy whether and or not it's true a right. part of me thinks for giselle to say that and karen to say it's a lie when they spoke about how giselle is normally uh dismissive or like combative yes. to the new women that joined but she was welcome to wendy my first thought mm. was you don't find her attractive enough to be competition for you. And wow. now when she's saying that Wendy is not pretty and she said, Karen said it, but Karen saying that's a lie. That's twice now in my head that you're. That is a good point. That is a really, wow. That just kind of gave me chills because I was upset that she would say that who somebody's supposed to be your friend, knowing that a reunion just aired talking about colorism and you, a light skinned woman is saying another light skinned woman is saying this dark skinned woman is not pretty. Right. And you're using it to say, that's why she didn't want you on the show versus saying, even using Wendy's degrees and saying she's intimidated. You're going to use her looks when as women were sensitive to that, that when she said that on the chat room, I was instantly like, girl, your credibility is already shot. But even again, even if it's the truth, it could be the truth, but not necessary for you to say, because that also got Portia riled up. She was like, you know, hearing somebody saying they're the prettiest cast. Portia used to defend Karen on the chat room. Mm-hmm. So now she's and I think Giselle knew just what she was doing because Portia was like, wait a minute now. I used to like you, Karen. And yeah. I'm like, Giselle, you know what you're doing. She does. Taria, what I'm hearing is that you don't like Giselle. <laughs> is, she in a different, is she in a different bucket now? Now that you guys have literally made me sit with my feelings and vocalize them. <laughs> I will say she's on, I'll say she's on the line tottering right. toward dislike. I will say that because I've really liked, and I never excused her behavior, but I just liked her. But that is indication of someone's character for sure. Above anything else, like very diabolical. So yeah, she, you guys have made me shift her. Yes. My work here is done. Be sure to listen to know that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the reunion then. We'll start okay. with the heaviest topic so that we can work our way down emotionally from there. <laughs> and we already touched on it as well. So during the reunion, Ashley called Wendy aggressive once more. And Wendy pointed out that 
this word is a dog whistle word and mm -hmm. it is rooted in colorism and that Wendy and Candace are two of the cast members who get the most negative feedback and also the things, the specific words that come into their DMs and tweets are Wendy believes a result of like, oh, Ashley said it, so it's okay if I say it. And then they mm -hmm. call her harsher versions of what Ashley said. So yeah, let's just talk about the colorism in Potomac. And <laughs> Taria, how do you think this was handled? I know how you think it was handled. Let's, let's discuss. I do not think it was handled well, because at the end of the day, me watching these shows now, and actually letting myself feel emotions about being a Black woman in America mm -hmm. and actually feeling like I can say them now and people will receive them. It's disheartening, number one, that that even conversation even had to be had because it's never been had on Atlanta except for Eva saying the nappy head comment. And the way they handled Eva, even though Eva didn't receive it, I wished it was that way on Potomac. If Monique didn't agree, I wish she hadn't have said anything because you know, again, other people like us that don't look like us are watching. And that could have been a moment, but it got so chaotic with Monique saying, that's not true. Ashley saying, um, that's not true. I do believe that is true. I remember my dad called me aggressive and he was like, oh, wait, wait, don't get offended. Don't get offended. And he's a black man, but I didn't get offended because he was saying it in a way that was like, you go after what you want. You will argue your point because he taught me that. So, right. but in that context, I've really felt what Wendy was saying. And what's interesting is I watched Candace on a live um, a few days ago about her movie. And she said, oh, we got the super cut. We got the final cut this week for the reunion part one. And I was watching it like, oh, can't believe this happened. Or we said this or that said this. For some reason, that stuck in my brain. A day prior. Now, she said she got it earlier in the week. So that was on a Thursday, I think. A day prior, I saw a video Ashley had posted that was talking about this very thing. And I posted it on my page. Ashley was saying, someone sent her a message, said she was not, that she was negative. And then she started talking about she would never go for people tearing down her castmates' skin color. Mind you, I saw this a day, of course, before the reunion. And my first thought was, girl, please, you, you take pleasure in tearing them down. But she was very much sticking the point, I don't, agree and I will not stand by people going after my castmates because of their color. It's their story to tell, not mine. I see that. I see Candace says she has the soup, the, the reunion. Okay. Then I see the re did Ashley make that because now she knew that conversation was going to air and how she denied all of that. Now you're making a video and not saying that Ashley even did it on purpose. That's conjecture. I don't know whether she did it on purpose or not, but she didn't choose to listen. So I'm like, did she make that video to kind of combat what we were going to see on the reunion about this colorism issue because she was very much in that video like I don't condone what's been said yeah, to my I, castmates in messages yeah so it just bothered me I really wish that Monique hadn't have discarded it and I really wish Ashley had said you know what I didn't mean it that way I meant it because you came at me Wendy because she would have had a valid point Wendy did come at her well I was just gonna say the problem here is not Monique's fault no, I think not the problem at all. here, the problem here is not that Monique was speaking up about how they treated her. The problem is that Wendy was trying to tell the story on the heels of being hypocritical herself. Okay. If she hadn't gone down the path of 
basically vilifying and doing the same thing she was saying not to do to her or Candace to Monique, she would have had more credibility with what she was saying. Okay, fair point. I feel that calling somebody aggressive, if they're being aggressive, I don't think that's an issue because I feel like what Wendy was doing was very divisive among Black people. Like for you to tell these people who live for the most part, despite their skin tone, Black lives, that they are in the same boat as white people is dismissive of their story as black people, which is also mm. not Wendy's place to make. Okay. And I also think I'll add that Wendy is very big on raising those issues, but at the same time, I think she does not recognize the ethnocentrism that her Nigerian culture has mm. towards African-Americans. Yes. And, Naked and assembly African-Americans are not educated. They don't value education. Yeah. It is not the same thing. For her to come here and be able to do those things on the backs of our ancestors who yeah. made it possible for her to walk around and do that and at the same time stick her nose up pisses me off when I see that, her do that. That's a very, you know what, Quinn, that's a, I hadn't even thought about that. That's a very good point because I used to drive for Lyft and Uber and they would tell me to my face, like, Black people were late, like, Mer- uh, Americans are lazy, but I knew who they were talking about. Exactly. Because they don't think that the white people are lazy. Mm-mm. And I, as an American, we're lazy, period. And that's when I said I valued Wendy's story. Like, as an American, a white America, a black American, in the grand scheme of the world, we are lazy. Mm-hmm. We are yeah. entitled. We are lazy. But a lot of times when Africans come here, because mm-hmm. they have to work hard and because they have to do more than we do, I feel they kind of resent us. Yeah. And I understand how that happens. But for Wendy to to try to, you know, rewrite this and say, like, you know, you can't call a dark-skinned woman aggressive because it's a dog whistle. A dog whistle to other Black people, a dog whistle, like, we are, this is a group of Black women. Right. So what okay. is this dog whistle? If you're trying to say this is a dog whistle to America, then okay. But I don't think that's what Ashley was doing. Wendy was aggressive. Wendy was aggressive about her baby not being there. She was aggressive when she came here. She didn't even know these women. She's completely dismissive of a Black woman who she doesn't even know. She doesn't know Monique. That's a fair idea. That's my problem with this whole colorism thing and Wendy doing it and standing there as the darkest cast member and being able to say these things. And everybody basically is like, oh, oh, she's the Nigerian. We don't want to say anything. You are not the first Nigerian woman. I bet if you do Monique's DNA, she's Nigerian too. Lord knows I'm Nigerian. Where's right. the line? My DNA no. says I'm something of it. I'm. <laughs> I am like thirty percent. I'm thirty. I'm like thirty percent Nigerian now because I'm not raised over there. Because I have twenty percent European in me. Does that mean that I am less African, right. or less black than you? No, you just got raised somewhere else. Right. It's just smoke and noise. And to me. What, what what I do wish you you made a good point. I wish she hadn't have back ended that off of what she had with Ashley because in my mind. So I started thinking. Okay, the incident with Robin and Ashley, was it season, when did she have uh, season three or season two when Ashley and uh, when uh, Candace and Giselle went to the restaurant and Robin was in Ashley's face with her finger almost pointing it on her head. She never called her aggressive when they were at the reunion season two or three. And Robin is like on the couch, like on the reunion break here. Ashley's like steps away and she's like. Yeah, I can't. I um, I could have beat her ass. I can't be beating her ass on camera. So I was like, mm-hmm. you never called her aggressive. So I, but you're right. I, it's not like me sitting as a moderator saying that. Then maybe 
it would have come off better versus a woman who's piggybacking off of an already aggressive situation with mm-hmm. Ashley. So that's that's a very good point. I'm glad you uh, raised that. That's that's a very good point. I didn't think about it like that. That gives me something to think about. Okay. Okay. I'm like downloading as like my brain is like like I'm downloading it. I think as a whole seemed very dismissive of when Monique brought up being called a hood rat. I'm just curious Mm -hmm. about is it was that if if maybe if Andy wasn't moderating, would that have been if there was a better moderator, a moderator of color, is is that a conversation that could have been facilitated? What what I was guilty. I was well, you. I was guilty of being dismissive because I even tweeted, "Monique, you called your own self hood." She called herself. Hood. Yeah, she didn't say That's hood rat. Yeah, I thought about that That's after I tweet, and again, once again, I was like, "Taria, it's because of how you feel about mm-hmm. her." I personally, mm-hmm. depending on the situation, if somebody called me a hood rat, I would either be really mad or I would really be out here tearing things up. Like meaning they called me that because I was Mm -hmm. out here doing walks. Doesn't give them the right to call me that though. And like you said, that is two different things. And to just throw that out there. Because after I tweeted it and I thought about it and I was like, well, I'm just going to go with it. I can be honest and say Uh A hood rat is like, you know, we, that's bad behavior. That's yes. what I'm saying. Hood is Candy putting those things outside of her house or you doing that. There's a touch of hood yeah, yeah. to that. And there's <laughs> nothing wrong. Like we need to get to the point, like where we come from or not being in mainstream, whatever yeah. you want to call it. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. So like for me, the reason they ignore Monique was because that completely shot a hole into Wendy's respectability politics, which I also have a really Me too. Problem. I have a huge. We are past that. It is 2020. We are past that. And, and I get that she teaches this. There's just because she's teaching it, she, teaching it does not mean that it's completely right. I think some things Wendy gets right, and some things I think because of her culture, I think she's a little blind to. Yeah, it's opposing. I heard those are opposing things. I heard an interview with another Nigerian woman. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. She's a comedian. Oh my! Oh, why am I? Oh, Raisani. Gina, Raisani. Um, oh. Raisani. She's a Nigerian. She's yes. fairer skin. Yeah. You heard, but and if she did a, a interview on, oh my god, I can't think. I'll have to send it to you guys because I can't remember the name of the podcast. But she talked about how in within her being Nigerian, there's also different sex, sex like S E C T S, sex mm-hmm. of that. Um, and Wendy's set is a very focused thing, on, like education on this, on that, and could come off uh, more arrogant versus where she is, her family was, she would tell her family, I'm going to be a comedian. They're like, comedian? Oh, okay. So that like, Mm. there's different Mm -hmm. sex of Nigeria, but she said she, Wendy's behavior aggravated her. It aggravates me. What part of this, what part of this colorism are we, are we going to address Wendy's mother wearing foundation that is like way lighter than her in blue context? Like at what point are we going to address this problem in your culture? It's like if you want to have this conversation, we can have this conversation, Dr. Wendy. But and, let's well, get into it. The thing you say about her skin, it's funny. I had Sasha from Bravo Breakdown on. She's Nigerian of a darker hue. And she said when she beautiful, when she first saw Dr. Wendy's mom, her first thought was, oh, wow, she's bleaching her skin because of the skin tone. But she mm-hmm. never really said anything. She, but then she started reading comments and other Nigerians were saying, oh, she bleached her skin. That's why. Mm-hmm she's that's her color i so thought it was i thought it was like makeup i thought it was it doesn't look like a natural color yeah it doesn't make sense to me but like there's stuff to unpack there yeah that's there, something yeah, that we lot. as 
that we, a lot of us as African-Americans, we move past that. And now here you are going backwards in a way. And with that and the respectability, not that she's responsible for how her mother carries herself. But right. You, I mean, there's a lot that we need to address before you start telling everybody how they should be, the people in the Black community, how they should be using aggressive. Because I know that means you feel some way about the N-word. And you don't got no right to be telling Black people how to say that word. And I know that Wendy does. <laughs> If you don't like aggressive, then you don't like me saying my nigga. And that is not yeah. for you to say. That is not. Ugh, that that's, Yeah, you're right. There's a whole lot. I, I guess I what you said is so true, which lead which could lead into so many great conversations as what she said could. And I just wish that whole conversation had to be like Robin's voice got completely drowned out because Robin did reference the situation and said mm-hmm. outside of this so i wish robin's voice would have been elevated to say hey what you did to her yes it was aggressive however outside of that because you're yeah. right i i just, just want to know about my thing is for them to be getting messages like when we're supposed to be progressing so now they're getting messages about their skin color or, or, so my are they trying to say it's because of the way the lighter skinned women are treating these darker skinned women because Wendy and Giselle were rocking the, the entire season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So where are these messages now? We, we've never heard of this cast getting these messages before. So it's, it, it was just all very sad to me. I think mm-hmm. like we're in this place when for Atlanta for 13 years, we never been in that place. Why yeah. are we here in Potomac? Well, in that I place? think there's more lighter skinned women in Potomac. There, very there true. A lot of well, yeah. Cause the first season it was Katie telling him they were, they were, Black, white and, and Katie and then, was half white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's okay. Really quick, when, you make mo- me so mad. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just. I see. I'm, I look. I see. I, I, yeah. I, we should open a law firm. Okay. <laughs> or something. Some. Some type of something. <laughs> I, I miss my calling. I should have been a lawyer. I miss my calling. Do you think, Taria, that Ashley's video could have been instead of like self? preservation before the mm-hmm. reunion came do you think because the conversation was so heated and voices were over top of each other and people were picking you know the sides of the people they already liked mm-hmm. do you think she saw the video and said like oh shit that is not how i feel i do have a problem with colorism and like these black women should not get these messages and that's why she did it or do you think she was just saving faith i could agree to that i can sit here and say that there's some, i do not Again, do not like her. And I what I I'll be honest and say I want it to be that it was self-preservation, <laughs> but I also believe that it could be exactly what you said. And she's speaking out. I yeah. mean because there are plenty of times, and I don't mean like I use <laughs> racial terms, yeah, but yeah. when Quinn <laughs> and I when Quinn and I fight, I just say like hateful things because we're in the moment. And then I have 10 minutes away and I come back and I say, I'm so sorry. And that's just, again, not racial, not racial, <laughs> oh, yeah. but just, just like just anything. Because you've had time to reflect and you're like, wait, I don't want this person that I love thinking I feel these things about them. Right. But at the time, I could not articulate that. Yeah. So I, I will I'll give Ashley that I feel like. She's capable of that. I feel like she's a great mother and has warmth. So she's capable of that. Just because I feel like I haven't seen it doesn't mean that she's not. I watch her with her son and I feel like she clearly for someone I feel like to be like such a loving mom 
somewhere in, like that transfers into a friendship. I just feel like I haven't seen it. Yeah. So I, I feel like she I'm going to go with that, that she saw herself and said, that's not what I meant. I'd also like to add that when we do get into you're not arguments, adding nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> when we do get into those arguments and nasty things are said, my things are racial to him. <laughs> if Johnny ever makes me mad, every problem is because he's white. A white, a white bald headed bitch. That is, I've, I've never said that. I've, I've thought it. I've thought it, but I've never said it. With a failed restaurant. That is, oh, that is insane. Oh, Ate my leftovers in the fridge, just like you stole America from everybody. You, like, everything goes back to you. <laughs> so just like you stole you America. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh, that's funny. All right, so let's move on okay. to Monique's binder. Now, before oh, we talk God. about what's in it, let's just talk Slow about blank. the, excuse me? <laughs> let's just talk about the binder in general, um, some people online and some people in the cast were saying that this was like thirsty behavior. She needs a life, et cetera, et cetera. Do we think that or do we think this is historical television that will <laughs> last in pop culture history? You we can know, guess which we one know what I you think. <laughs> think. I think that this is what we, this is iconic housewife behavior this is something this is like the bunny from lisa renna this is Mm -hmm. this is this is an artifact that they will dig up (laughs) years from now in the canon of of real housewives it was it was like monique is harriet the spy it was (laughs) it was it was something that we needed to like it was a visual representation of all her receipts and what i love about it besides the tabs (laughs) what i love about it is that Everybody kept saying, like, she needed to get a life. Well, she had a lot of time not filming. So she had time to do research. And And I respect anybody who does research. Let me jump on real quick. It's also a pandemic. So she's not supposed to leave the house. So what else is she supposed to do? Also, (laughs) I can't help it that she's a model citizen, Taria. Also, she... It is her job as a housewife to create quality television. And this is, yeah, she did. So they're saying get a life, but she was just doing her job. That's what I see. I do want to see where it goes. Me too, because where it, where, where we go with it next episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't expect it to come out so soon. Me neither. That Um, means there's a lot in it. (laughs) It does. It worked. (laughs) <laughs> for now, for what we've seen, it works really well with Giselle. I want to see if other things are revealed about other people. Um, but I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it so far. But I mean, we we we've gotten it for four minutes at yeah. the end of the last episode. It was so I right. want to see a little bit more. The tab so that yeah. she had for Candace, the, the tab <laughs> that she had for Candace, her name was Post-it. <laughs> yes, it was for Post-it note. Mm-hmm. And Sharice was in there as former friend. Sharice has a tab. She's not even at the reunion. Well, and see, I still want to hear every word. That's my issue. So can I touch on the Sharice thing real quick? I don't think that I don't think Monique ever believed Sharice said those rumors about her. I I truly don't. Number one, you send your ex for you have Candace sign paperwork to help you serve your your friend Gigi with a cease and desist. Why did you not serve Sharice with a cease and desist if she was spreading the rumors? Number two. Ashley is your friend, right? Mm -hmm. So Ashley is your friend. And this is why 
I have such a problem with Ashley because not all, but I think a lot of roads lead back to Ashley. Remember the flashback that they showed us? Ashley was on one side of the park. Giselle was on the other, almost like it was filmed during the pandemic. But it, even though I'm like, why are they sitting on opposite sides? But Ashley That's said true. to Giselle, I have on good authority that Candace intentionally, or she didn't say good authority. I, I, I heard or whatever that Candace intentionally became, oh no, made a huge effort to become friends with Sharice. Ashley says that to Giselle. Why? Because we now know the audience that Monique is saying Sharice started the rumors. So Ashley intentionally says to, to Giselle, who she knows is going to run back and tell Monique, I, um, Candace made a huge effort to become friends with Sharice. She says that she never mentioned Sharice is responsible for the rumors. Then weeks later, Ashley puts out the video online. Sharice had absolutely nothing to do with the rumors. So Ashley threw that out there, knowing that Giselle was going to go tell Monique. Now, if you knew Sharice had nothing to do with the rumors, I get that you were trying to create drama, but look where it kind of could have led to. Yeah. When you make that video. So I don't, but I don't believe that, that uh, Monique ever believed that. That, that rumor was two years old. Not only that, you were at Lanethia Monique Leak's grand, grand opening at the MGM in Maryland um, mm. in February, right next to her. Andy's baby shower was in January. You were right next to Sharice, no problem, in February with her, sitting at a table celebrating with her. Then you were at Ashley's baby shower. None of that ever came up. I do not believe that she thought Sharice spread those rumors. Again, you will have the person who you say became friends with Sharice on purpose. You had Candace sign legal paperwork for you to serve your friend and you never served Sharice. It makes no sense to me. None. I believe that was her. That was, I'm just going to tell you my theory. I believe her intent was to get Candace off the show. For whatever reason, her and Candace, even though they made up at the end of the reunion last season, then the start of this season, they made up. Because there's no way in the world you could sit across from a woman who you know was going to tell people that your son was not your husband and you are high-fiving her. You're planning Ashley's dinner with her. But you were that mad at Candace because she was friends with a person who spread a different rumor. But you could sit across from a woman who was going to say, her son is not her husband. I do not believe it. Now, do you think she didn't know about Giselle until later? No, I think she, well, she knew on her live, she said she knew. Oh. And she said, I did it because it's my job and I show up to work. Huh. Mm-hmm. There, are, so, there are pieces of the story. I've thought this too, like back when the fight happened. It's And maybe we'll get into it next uh, episode of Potomac. It seems like we're going to get into it. I can't really, I still don't understand some of the things that don't make sense in terms mm-hmm. of being fine with Giselle, but being angry at Candace. And it mm-hmm. might be because they were friends, but, but it seemed like Monique was looking to become friends with Giselle. Yes. So it, it is very, it's like a weird thing. It's, it's, it's weird, like a hard to understand dynamic. Mm-hmm. And especially- it's either a genius plan or a really big, like loose end. Yes, but do you think it could be a plan? Because when they, when she, when you see her now, she's friends with Giselle. She's in with Robin. She's high fiving all of them at the sip and see. And she said maybe if Cand, if Candace feels isolated, she'll see it's her. Mm. To me, 
you're friends with the, I mean, literally there's no way I, I, and I know that I can say that not being in this situation, but I can't imagine my husband would even be okay with me being that close to a person who was trying to destroy our family on national TV. So I almost feel like she, what it was sort of, even if not to get Candace off the show, but just to kind of isolate Candace, because remember the dinner that they had with Ashley and at the very end, she had that hot mic moment and said, I knew you were going to be mad. Um, I, I knew uh, I had to, I had to. She tweeted after that, that basically, yeah, why would I give her a heads up that that was going to happen when she didn't give me a heads up that Sharice was going to be at her anniversary party? So right. it was, that was, an, so I think that's my only thing. I wish Monique would either just, I wish she just would have played it out. Like, let us see what her issue was with Candace, or if she was like, I didn't believe our makeup because there's so many different, like you said, Quinn, there's so many holes, but I really do feel like she really wanted to be friends with Giselle and Robin. And she was willing to go about it by isolating Candace. Because remember coming into the season, Giselle had a problem with Candace because of what she tweeted about her tear down. Ashley had a problem with Candace because of the tweets. Everybody had a problem with Candace. Pretty much. Wow. I feel like you just blew this wide open. Quinn, are you messing with me? (laughs) No, that's what you do. And then I think about it and I'm like, no, I still hate everybody. (laughs) And I think that's my struggle with Monique. You know how, even though you don't necessarily respect a villain, but when a villain like a Kenya Moore could bring a cookie lady and not try to have somebody else bring the cookie lady, but she manipulated it. You, even though that I felt like I would have flipped that table, I have to respect the fact that she did it in her face. Mm-hmm. She didn't try to backdoor it. Whereas I feel there's a lot of backdoors. I really truly feel like Monique didn't necessarily have, and none of these ladies really did, but a, a storyline. So my storyline going in is me and Candace made up, but now I'm upset with Candace and because she brought around Sharice and I'll use Sharice for spreading rumors. Notice during the season, when that kind of blew up, it was now I'm mad at Candace for talking to Ashley about Michael when Ashley was okay with it. Now I'm mad at Candace for this. Now, and I'm like, wait, what happened to Sharice? Sharice stopped being the focal point somewhere along the way. Yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, and then they didn't even show her (laughs) in certain situations. She was there and then she wasn't even on camera. So On camera, nope. You made a That's, funny comment. I need to go about Sharice and showing up and her not mic her bit. I, I got to go back and listen because you made a funny comment. I was oh, when they were that was at um, the holiday party. The yeah. last episode where <laughs> it's like they invited Sharice, Sh- um, but then forgot to care about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yes. yeah like she it was like she was there and then she for no reason at all. Like was gone. Yeah. 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 But so I, th- that's my struggle with Monique. And, and then that's why going into the reunion. If she had had that same energy with Giselle during the season and then said, and now I'm bringing a binder, respect, you had none of that energy with mm-hmm. Giselle. The person who I thought she'd be gunning for at the reunion was Candace. How do you fight Candace but have a binder about Giselle mainly focused? Because Giselle said they went out. She said they, they came at her neck for like nine hours in the 10th hour, she started cursing. So evidently it gets even worse for Giselle. So I'm like, how is it? How do you have Look that? Look at Donnie smiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you have that much anger for Giselle at a reunion? But none of that, you notice she wasn't even arguing back with Candace at the end when Candace said, 
what are we doing? You, you're reading lies from a hoe that, or reading something well, she, from a hoe that's a lie. She didn't even matter. I mean, yeah. Candace could have been speaking ancient, I don't know, Gaelic. It would not have mattered. We were not <laughs> going to listen to anything. Because she that, was focused on Giselle, so yeah. that's And true. given all the time that Candace had dismissed what Monique was saying, I wouldn't have said anything to her either. It that's was, true. Monique had the floor. Yeah. Can I say that? Did you catch what Candace said at the end, though? All this time, Candace has not spoken on the rumors. Notice that, right? Mm-hmm. But other people, Candace said, um, you're reading whatever a, a lion hoe could have said, but then you ran crying to Bravo when the truth was told about your marriage. I was like, Monique, you're not, you're not going to say, because I would, uh, what? Because I now- think I think because she has that former friend tab and she has a tab for herself as well. Okay. I think that that's going to come up later. Kind of like when Candace said, like, we'll talk about that when Chris gets here. Oh, I think okay. Monique knows okay. she's going to touch on that later. But right now I'm in the middle of dragging Giselle across by her wig. <laughs> yeah. So just let me continue this, please. <laughs> yeah. You decided to go after the snake's head. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what Phaedra said? How do you kill a snake? You chop the head yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> Like Karen started that and like oh, we've been hearing a lot about the Kraken and you know, like the Trump thing, but it turns out the real Kraken was Monique's binder. Like that. <laughs> Let me tell you, but somebody said the, the comedian that I I mean not the comedian, the guy that I post a lot, um, Rodney the Voice, it was so funny because he said Monique uh Monique was wait, Karen who which one started going after Giselle first? About Karen Jamal? did. Karen. And she said Monique was on the sidelines like, tag me in. I yeah. said, tag, 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 yeah. like, tag me in. And then Monique was tagged in and boom, she just went go went for it. And then when she was tired, Karen came in at the end and said, so is Jamal Ooh. coming? <laughs> so is Jamal coming? And she said it so, and I was and like, I can't be. Karen could. Yes, yeah. I couldn't be mad. And, and that's why I'm on the fence with Karen because like when she said, I'm sorry I missed that moment for Robin because she doesn't get that many moments. Like, <laughs> she says things in only the way Miss Huger can. Uh-huh. I also like that she told Giselle she's a 50-year-old woman. She can't be calling people old. <laughs> like, They're only seven years that, apart. Right. That's, that's it. not yeah. a lot of time to yeah. be calling somebody old, especially when you're in your 50s. Yeah, and, no. and Karen Which I don't think it's old, good. but no. you know what I mean. And yeah. Karen looks good. For yeah. fi- I don't even know, 57? Uh, is that what 57, she 57, uh-huh. I would say... Sometimes I think Karen looks better than Giselle. Not age even fashion wise, yeah. wise Gis- age wise. Yeah. Giselle can Giselle's, look Giselle's old sometimes. Old. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I get that reunion. She looked yeah. aged. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. She did. Unrelated, I liked how disturbed Rob looked throughout the progression of the episode <laughs> it kind of looked like she thought it was going to be an easy reunion for her team yeah. and as the as i won't even say the day because this was just the first episode as that episode went on you can see robin feel the floor start to fall out from underneath like her team and i loved seeing it yeah was I it you guys it. that posted a meme that said uh robin Wait, what, I don't know if it was you. I'm like, now because I look at everything. It's, but so, either you guys posted it or I heard it. Somebody said, Robin, are we really doing this? The audience. Yes, that's what else we're like. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yes, you're doing this. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you recognize some things, Quinn. I think Anthony did too. <laughs> I, did reg- I mean, I'm still team Monique all the way because Monique reminds me of somebody that I actually like. And she's why some she's like the like the exception I make for. Okay, I don't like her behavior, but 
I can wait until she does something I like. And then I'm like, okay, I can jump on board with that. Fair. Okay. <clears throat> she reminds you of somebody you like, just like I said, she, she reminded me. Of yeah. And that's it for so me that's too. Fair. Okay. She reminds me of somebody that I really. Somebody in your she family. Reminds me, she reminds me of my sister. actually. That Exactly. That's what <laughs> my she reminds sister me of. Not like not in like not the way like she's like you know how she is with her family, it, yeah. How she is with her her husband and her okay. kids, and it's very much you know. I know like that girl at her best. Like my sister would never fight on national TV like that. At least I don't think she would. <laughs> but, like my sister is not necessarily a hood girl either, but I see similarities there. I get you know, Monique. I is one of my she best has a friends. bird, like that kind mm. of thing. Even though it's funny, see, this, <laughs> even though Monique in that season, I told you when she came in, reminded me of somebody else. Monique also reminds me of, of one of my best friends, one of my closest friends. Yeah. So when the fight came, I had to tell her, ah, nope, because she was like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. When you out in these streets, <laughs> I'm like, but the thing is, my friend really would be like, it would be, but she would do that for not just her. She would do that for any of us too. I, yeah. And I will say that Giselle is not a hypocrite because if Giselle didn't start throwing blows after what happened to her on that stage, then she never will. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, because she did say, stuff, she, she said, but I don't fight, right? She did. Yeah, because yeah. that's something you come across the room on somebody on. Like that, that. Uh, and that's why when she called out the numbers, y'all, my heart was like. Uh, <gasps> and so, <laughs> she did it so, she did so matter of factly too. And like, didn't even that, look I can call up. his numbers, that his numbers. <laughs> so, yeah. Anthony, this is funny. You might not know this. So I used to attend Jamal's church in Baltimore when he was here. And All right. I did not know t- that. Yes. Yeah, so one time, do you guys remember the singer Tweet, right? Oops, oh, I go do. So he dated her. He dated and Tweet? Yes, he did. She came to the church and everything. And he had a show called The Preachers. He had a talk show. Um, or six week show on TV, and he introduced uh, all the men were bringing out their wives, and he said, "This is my last lady," which I think that might be why oh that tab God. she had, last lady. Yeah. So um, he brought out tweet, and so I was being funny because I write, and I wrote a poem based on. I do poetry too. I wrote a poem based on him and tweet, like and like using her song titles. And it was being funny to myself. And I sent it to Corey. The next day we go to church. They have this uh, big barbecue after in the parking lot. So I'm reading it to my friend. We're cracking. She's like, go tell him, go tell him. And I'm like, girl, I'm not getting ready to go over there and um, say anything to him. And like get pregnant. <laughs> Side note, I have another podcast that I've done for four years, like more, more so personal development with a spiritual base. Hmm. He was my first guest and actually talked about his marriage and the cheat. Cause I asked him all those questions. So oh we had kind of like a little of just knowing him or whatever, me and Corey interviewed him. Quinn don't be making eyes. Corey was there with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, but I'm saying this to say, I read, this is how my mind it's, it's, it's insane. So I write this poem. My girlfriend was like, go tell him. I'm like, no, I went over there and I was like, look, um, Hey, I just want to say, I know you like my poetry. Cause whenever they wanted poetry, they would ask, me, I guess, because he um, liked it or whatever. So I said, if you get, if you marry her, can I read a poem at the wedding? He was like, yes. And I said, well, I wrote something. I read it to him. So he takes my phone and says, I'm going to text it to me. If I had had that phone because the receipts Monique had, I seen them on the YouTube. I was going to go right back to you and say, "It. wait, pull up. 
get my phone, Jamal. <laughs> and I was trying to, I was like, you're too in. You are too far in. But I don't, and I don't have the number anyway. But I still give Giselle a tiny, some, like, how do you sit there? Like you said, Quint, when she called the number out, mm. she was like figuring out the number four one zero. Yeah, it was it number. was it was so many it was like the moment the the slipper went on cinderella's feet <laughs> and the stepmother saw it like it was so many moments all <laughs> yes. wrapped up in what's like her her fa- everything just crumbled you watch it all it just good. like how do you guys think it was it even was though great. we can say because we weren't in it like anthony donnie quinn i don't you just said like your sister wouldn't fight on tv i don't think that i would go on tv and fight either i told Corey if we were ever invited to do housewives I'm not going to get a second season because at, at every turn, I'm going to say, so the podcast, what else is going on available at all? Yeah. And so <laughs> while I was recording the podcast, what are you growing? So I would be trying to like plug the podcast, but. That works um, for candy. Listen, I would keep saying it, but how did I feel like there's a certain point that all bets are off. And when she, like you said, Quinn, I don't see how she didn't, my body, I don't At least know. walk off. Yeah. I mean, at least. Yeah. What do you guys a think how you woman. how you would react? Like Well, we have feelings like a normal person. We don't know really what <laughs> Right. Yeah, I think she's trained her body. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was very bizarre cuz there was no reaction no. at all. You know that away. bad Nicole Kidman um Stepford Wives movie? I almost <laughs> yes. feel like it was that. Like she just smiled and her because of her makeup and her shine and stuff she looked plastic it was creepy yeah yeah i was like oh i said see that's the reason though that they will never get at her because she won't give it to them she won't cry she won't do anything right and i feel like it gets them angry you know like when you're trying to get at a person like if you argue with quinn i could argue with Corey, and he's very much like quinn so um anthony i could be trying to argue with Corey, and it's like one word two word and i get so mad like (laughs) and i'm trying to like say stuff so she just has it so she doesn't respond but part of and that's where i go when i think Maybe it is a plot. Maybe it yeah. is her storyline. But she seems like she loves her kids, even though they low-key dog her, sometimes high-key, on TV. <laughs> so I feel like, who would do that to their kids? Right. You know? And word on the street, when here, I didn't know about Jamal when I moved here from Jersey. It was, we found him by chance. Corey found him on TV. We went, we were raised in church. My whole family knew about him in Jersey. But when they divorced or whatever... I would hear people who grew up with him, who went to school with him that said that he always wanted her back. So that's why I believed it because mm. for years I had heard that he wanted her back. So I, I, it, it, and he, one of the daughters that he had while Giselle was pregnant with his twins, he would bring her, started bringing her like every Sunday, even though him and Giselle were divorced, he would have his girls. So when I would watch it and people would say his girls hate him, I didn't get that because I've seen them together for years, just him and his girls. Mm-hmm. What I got was, I don't want you with my mom. Right. But after last night, I got, they are teenagers. And I wonder if they're teased because their mom is talking about their dad on TV. And I know if she gets back together with him, they're both going to be on TV. So no, I don't want to like, I don't want y'all together. Cause I don't want to have to deal with that. I started right. really feeling bad for his girls last night. So do I. I just, but Monique did what she had to do, I guess. Thank you. <clears throat> Moving on. Don't you use that as a soundbite. <laughs> That's going to be the advertisement. <laughs> That's about it. Does anyone have any final thoughts? 
This is the first time I'm excited to watch. A, in, in all the years I watched Housewives, this is the first reunion I'm excited to see. And I'm not anxious about. Good. I think that Monique and her binder should find their way somewhere into the Biden administration. So we can finally <laughs> get some shit done. Um, I, I didn't like, I felt like Candace could have offered a little bit of grace and she never missed an opportunity to like make a comment when she could have just shut the fuck up. Like there was a moment where it was totally not even about Candace and Monique's answer was da 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 da, but I'm not vain like that. And Candace was just like, at least not on camera. And it's Actually, like, what are you doing? That was about Candace. I mean, overall, I agree uh, with you 100%, but it was... Look Whatever. at me. Oh, I know. See, I knew I was going to say it. <laughs> listen, listen, I want you to know that I learned as well. It was, they were talking about who was the best dressed. And Candace said, myself and Karen. And Monique said, Karen. And then Andy said, oh, Monique, I thought you would have said yourself. And she said, because no, we I'm all know that it's like her. That. We all know it's Monique. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm sorry. I will not budge on that. Monique is 1995 escape with the hat backwards from South Jersey. <laughs> Drink your I Red Bull all you I want. I can't and I won't. <laughs> Quinn, what you say? Look, I can't and I won't. I won't. Don, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna send y'all pictures. Remember, um, she's either that or she's TLC. Hat to the back, Mm-mm. pants down, real love. <laughs> so since we're already singing let's wrap up real quick taria last week you liked quinn's jingles so just and you said on your podcast that you wish um you would have had the chance to make him sing one so now you can pick a brand (laughs) of your choice (laughs) what's the um the thing that was like you put around your ankle and it was long and you jump yes no, that's skip it, skip <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It but is the very yeah. best thing of all. There's a counter on the ball. <laughs> we got, yeah. Look, you got me. And did you tell Anthony that I, I got in my feelings when I heard y'all talking about? It? And Anthony <laughs> said, "What's the game?" And I was like, "Operation." Operation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god! Uh, we're the doctor for you. Yes, I love that. <laughs> That was fun. Taria, before we go, tell us again where listeners can follow you and find your show. Um, God, first of all, I really do on the serious tip. Thank you guys for having me. It is an <laughs> honor. I've loved your show from day one. So when Donnie reached out, I was really excited. And I'm glad oh, that I got. Thank you. We I'm did. glad that all, all three of on. you. No problem. Even though y'all try to gangbang me like Karen said. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. No, I really love all you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, This was so much fun. You can find me on Instagram at WeGo, W-E-I-G-O podcast, Twitter at T-S, like Sam, Faison, F-A-I-S-O-N. I I think that's all I was going to say, and on Facebook, but only like our parents are on Facebook. So (laughs) that's it. That's where you guys, And, and the podcast, what else is going on? all platforms. And then I have a Patreon, which hopefully these uh, gentlemen will come on because then we can really like deep dive. Maybe. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Patreon slash wake up with Wego. W-E-I-G-O. Do you have an insurance company you want to plug too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Faria, you're busy. <laughs> I started thinking in my mind, what else? Do I know? <laughs> what else is going on? Boom. That's the sound bite. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, we got Taria to not like Giselle anymore. Know that. 
Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the show, be sure to visit buymeacoffee.com slash knowthatpod. Be sure to follow Know That, a Real Housewives podcast on Instagram and Twitter at knowthatpod. And you can follow me at Real Donnywood on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Quentin Lamar on Twitter. Uh, you could follow me at Anthony F. Casella on Instagram. Continue to listen and subscribe for free to Know That, a Real Housewives podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your show. Oh,